Yeah, tech talk. Tech talk. Um, the risk five architecture tech talk has significantly less, but like pared down uh, sets of instructions, like for assembly and whatnot. I guess for like the base level programming, and it's totally open source, and you can build on it. It's modular. You can add uh, more logic gates or something like that, and like other, like I don't know, other built-in commands, maybe for like. How do I describe this? So x86 has like thousands of commands that have been just like added on it like over Tech talk. time as like the generations have increased. There's like Intel chips and AMD and whatnot. Huh. And Wait. RISC-V has just completely rebuilt all that and made it open source so everyone can work on it. But, but can you port things from x86 or? Yeah. Yeah, there's already like, date like I guess Debian's already been ported to it. Like almost entirely, like all the canonical programs, like I think it's like eighty percent of them have been ported to it. Um, but yeah, it's the future. That's cool. It's what, yeah, I think it's what like everything is going to shift to, and they're starting to like teach it in schools and whatnot. They're like when you learn assembly or you're starting like computer science and whatnot, they'll just teach you assembly for Risk Five instead of like x86 stuff. Oh, oh, got it. So the this is like. This is like when in in Minecraft when people build a computer in Minecraft and it's like a gigantic city of like all these little weird wires and chips and sh- circuits and shit. But this is that's like the the literal level that the assembly mechan uh, like programming language is compiled to is like the is the, the mechanical yeah. structure of the chip. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. So that so they've re- so they've rebuilt all the ground up. Wow. Yeah, ground up like functionality. Uh, all this is just <laughs> ground up functionality. Yeah, whatever. But word, what's next? Intelligence as we experience it is not a real thing. Oh, that's right. You said that. <laughs> Sips coffee. <laughs> oh, Owen's in the corner, just like strapping up his knuckles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so something pertaining to God slime and the uh, anarchist politics uh, and communist politics is uh, this concept of individuality that uh, increasingly uh, I see as politicized and uh, not necessarily productive. And um, the closest thing... I just have feelings about that and I can't really um, pin down like I wouldn't be able to like write a logical argument for the non-existence of individuals but um, intelligence does not exist it's an entirely subjective measure and um, it's an entirely subjective concept and in my view just supports whatever power structure is currently in place it's like a a measurement of uh, citizenhood. Uh, what do you think yeah, about I that? hear that. Intelligence is like a quantifiable, um, like, uh, what's the word for that? Like, a, like to be certified, like a, like a certain level of intelligence facilitates power structures. 
Yeah. It's like a metric. Is that what you're yeah. That. Yeah, it, the only way of measuring it is by measuring your level of your status in society. Uh, whether that's like as, you know, uh, your the ability to accumulate capital or even just to survive as a body is measured by your ability to deal with the reigning ideology. Uh, as far as the, the experience of intelligence, I'm not trying to shit talk it by saying that it's a dream. Like, Dreams are nice. The imagination is nice. How the fuck are you going to make a metric determining your ability to dream? I think if you're if you're using the word intelligence as just meaning a metric of like the individual functionality of your body unit within the larger context of the general intellect, that's that's one way of looking at it. That's like a macro level way of looking at it, where you are an, are like a part of like a neuron of a larger brain and your intelligence only means anything in context with the things around you, right? The reigning ideology. But also you can go smaller, micro, and look at intelligence as like a collection of um, capabilities within like uh, a, this like a, a society of the mind kind of thing. Like there's a bunch of little intelligences within you that know how to do different stuff, and we share those some of those with animals, um, and in various ways. Like there's the intel speaking about the intelligence of animals is like not an unrealistic thing, right? Like there's a, that you can see it when you look at them. You can see what a yeah. dumb bird looks like versus a smart <clears throat> bird. And but that's yeah. subjective. You see it, and it's subjective to you. It's a, like but it's the, but it's collectively uh, subjective because you share intelligences with the bird. Part of your mind is bird. And That's what's like weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the comparison of your mind to another animal's mind is, uh, it's like a full, full bodied modeling experience of, you know, like what it would be like for you to be a bird, what it would be like for a bird to be you. And then what you're left with in the end is comparing, you know, that pigeon is wearing a MAGA hat. It must be a stupid pigeon. You know, you're comparing it to the other pigeons that are not wearing MAGA hats. <laughs> well, and you're comparing it to the other people that you do know and the types of intelligence that you know. But yeah, like, you're you are also part stupid. <laughs> we all are, right? Like the, the it takes, <laughs> takes one to know one. You know? <laughs> I'm 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 deep stupid. I'm largely st part, stupid parts. I have a thin skin of uh, of like civility and intelligence uh, in the in the metrical sense. And then beneath that, I just have a variety of animal spirits which I like inhabit stupidly. I'm just like sitting around like a bear, just biting apples and throwing them across the room mm. after one bite. And so you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think of like my identity as like this uh yeah, this like sheen, this like this what well, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> as like this like sheen of solidified I don't know pathways over like it's just stretched really like tightly and precariously over this giant like abyss of stupid, you know? That's <laughs> like animal stupidity. That's interesting. I'm gonna think about that a lot <laughs> these this, coming weeks. That thought that thought leads people to be weird and reactionary. I engage yeah. sometimes with like su super weird like 
tradcore um, accelerationist uh, doomer people, and they they think that 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 like evolutionary psychology justifies uh, existing not only possibly in feudalism but possibly in like hunter gatherer bands and and literal just like the the politics of individual force. That's just that's just bad. So being not having like having an identity I don't know. There's like this shit about the human beings being like between animal and angel or some shit from the world of uh woo woo and it's there's something to it. Like we are all striving towards some general intellect and we're like in this Venn diagram between the the world of just like like the types of intelligence that animals have and this like weird other alien intelligence that we have upon us that we all share and like communicate within that probably looks creepy as hell to other animals and the way that ants look to us where it's like, Oh God, no, not all of you. Uh, Intelligence does fucking exist, by the way. That's my point. I feel like I've made it. I think you did. But not as experienced. But all right. Well, like subjective reality exists subjectively, and then objective reality, when it comes to intelligence, you're dealing with. I guess you you're just doing cybernetics. Like if intelligence exists on the cybernetic scientific level, where you can measure it and talk about it and explain it to other people, then individuals don't exist. Like the individuals don't exist in that model beyond like this collection of parts. And like that doesn't account for subjectivity. It's a different thing. And then when you deal with subjective experience of the world, everything is unknown and you live in a dark forest and nothing can be truly anything. And it's sort of like a useless way of viewing the world. Uh, Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about like the like collective intelligences, like, view of everything if we're just talking about like our planet's like collective intelligence looking out at space and Mm. unfathomable nothingness (laughs) it's definitely looks different if you like look at the solar system there's like a quite a few rocks on it and only one of them is obviously intelligent Mm -hmm. like it's sending out weird little spits that are going around it and like circling and measuring itself when I think about my own, like, I don't know what I would consider like intelligence that occurs for me. Uh, I think about it more like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think free will is a thing. A lot of the time I feel like my identity has been carved out and, and my awareness is kind of just like water or some fluid flowing through the different channels that have been carved into me. And in that sense, I could agree that intelligence doesn't exist or is an illusion. You all get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, just yeah. because it's an illusion doesn't mean it's not also useful or, like, an, a valid experience. Yeah, it's, like, dynamic and self-affecting, too, though. Yeah, that's I think thing. free will does exist. I think that's, like, a big... If you go from the previous assu- the assumption that free will doesn't exist, then the assumption that the individual doesn't exist is pretty easy to come to. But if... Mm-hmm. It's, it's harder to to me to figure out how free will exists or if, if free will exists 
how to in- engage with all of us having free will and not just going straight to the whole, it's a fucking dream, I'm a solipsist, like, I'm God, transform the universe shit. Because I'm not well, that I'm like, at all at risk of that. <laughs> I was going to say, but no, uh, not that. <laughs> the collective attempts to understand the universe, though, the, the what you call it, speculative realism, the, you know, let's just speculate right now that there's a real universe and we can know things about it and evidence suggests these things are happening. That is a project that uh, I would say that inevitably has to disregard the existence of individuals, like has to, in order to be functional in certain, in many cases. And then you're, when you're, you're doing a different type of science when you're acknowledging free will and acknowledging individuals as with agency um, cause you're then, uh, on purpose disallowing the existence of agency, uh, for social systems or for groups of people, or, you know, like if the individual has agency, uh, nations should not exist 100%. And I think nations shouldn't exist for like cybernetic reasons also, but, uh, like bloom the ultimate citizen, uh, has you know let's say he has a subjectivity right uh his subjectivity doesn't fucking matter because his behavior is so perfect that no one will question it uh like yeah. it no, makes if no you're such a, it makes no difference versus if he was a robot his behavior doesn't you can't yeah. tell that he has subjectivity yeah it's, and it's not even a robot thing it's um uh like if you have a clean driving record there's nothing on your driving record and if you have a clean social record there should be nothing on your social record there should should say nothing about you as a human being and uh that's what people are looking for in the president in many cases that's what people are looking for uh when you go to the dmv or when you interact with the public at all they want your credit score they want your this and that and it doesn't have anything to do with your subjective reality as a human being uh and yet the more that you the only reason you're being acknowledged as an individual in the first place is because we live in a liberal society that uh, it, it tries to lay as a foundation the individual freedoms of human bodies, that human bodies have free will, that they make decisions, that everything revolves around them making decisions that determine whether or not they go to granddad jail or granddad heaven. You know, like, <laughs> And it's all like weird, archaic bullshit when you actually start looking at it tending towards this bloom, this like nothing person. Um, and the, that's, that's sort of a feedback loop. That's just like grown at grown in the structure of, of a society where your records are check, check your record, your record, your record checker record, the record, the record. <laughs> I guess what I'm proposing is that like, if any individuality we have is antisocial, then why not just, you know, at the beginning of doing a social project, just toss that out. When you're alone at home, when you're being yourself, whatever, that's cool. But like, uh, when we get together to work, don't fucking acknowledge that individuals exist. It shouldn't be part of the process. That calls for a different language. Kind of, maybe. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, there are different languages. Like as I understand a little bit, I I don't know Japanese, but I under, I've heard that the 
language itself doesn't contain like the language for individual blame. And so, so because like things are all said in the passive tense. So it's like, ah, uh, the, the lamp was knocked off the table rather than saying I have, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's a link. I think it's a linguistic structural thing. Um, but yeah, a language without a, a language that well, acknowledged like, the, the we. Yeah. And it's time it's gender in language and time in language, like present tense and future tense or whatever is uh, different. And English is kind of weird that way of like the lamp being knocked off the table is an event that you are describing versus like going to knock the lamp off of the table. If I'm going to tell you to, you know, they're like, I'm going to go knock that lamp off that fucking table. Uh, <laughs> it would be just as, as easy as me looking at you real hard and be like, lamp off table. <laughs> Like, I don't know. you know I what think... I mean when I like just list these things, it shows intent. <laughs> I think collective structures that are working towards a goal remind me more of a possibility for like collective computation and like hashing. Like if you're trying to get something done, you're going to like as a group um, observe your environment and then like analyze it and then act upon it according to the goal you want met. And the language that I think would be most appropriate for that would be some somewhere along the lines of like more computational and like not looking at identities, but looking at each person yes. as like a processing that core or a, a, or a peripheral and streamlining that process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, that's I mean, that's object oriented humanity in a certain sense, like you know, ob object oriented programming, all the objects, all things are the same type of data structure, then they ha they can all perform process, all of them are functions, they, they all contain <laughs> data and perform functions. And that then whatever they become from there is, uh, there's an infinity of options, right? Like every person is this little Turing machine that interlocks with all the other stuff. in just in the same way that DNA like is constantly uh, computing stuff. So is the greater social organism. I think that's a very 21st century way of modeling the universe, even if it's not true. If only we just had a language or like a mode of, uh, um, communication, like verbal communication and organizing that resemble Git, but like live Git that also like, uh, be militarized in some ways, like autonomously militarized. And I don't know how to explain that. It, it exists now in my mind and I'm going to keep thinking about it. Militarized? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, to, so you can structure, like, you could move people that way, you know, and you could move, like, your own group and you could commit and pull from, you know, but that's, like, just, I don't know. Um, there's been some... I've seen some like proposals with things like that within anarchist community because of the idea of having like individuated, not um, like differently localized uh, communities and having ways of like maintaining a, uh, a known blacklist, for instance, of like person on a non grata that are, have been, have shown themselves to be a fascist or a, a abuser of some kind and, and having a way that they can't just like hop from commune to commune. And, um, but being able to fork and pull that and being able to do that also with like bylaws and 
like the FEC does this to some degree where you can just like if you, you can use all of their previously built legal boilerplate as a way of build of like structuring the legal structure of your community when you join the Federation of Egalitarian Communes um, if you're an industrial Maoist type I guess mm. um, but the but being able to to copy and, and fork ideology is like kind of crucial I think in the process of becoming God's line like we will actually not be necessarily liquefy into goo as our mode of existence from there on we will be instead like a egalitarian community of human humans that are all just like constantly merging and forking from each other's projects and being able to like ha access all of the intelligence of all previous humanity in automated format at any time means that every person gets to be at the front edge of what is possible because you can just like be like, oh, I want to put these things together that I just thought of. No one's ever thought of before. There they are. And you just squish yeah. the intellectual Legos together. Squishy mm -hmm. Legos. Ugh, squishy Legos. It reminds me of uh, the Utopians a little bit. The what? You cut out. The Utopians. The Utopians. Oh, from the... From the... From uh, Terra Ignota. Ter Terra Ignota fanta uh, science fantasy series of the yeah. future. It reminds me of another, um, what is it? Another story uh, that's by Ken Liu in the uh, in the paper Menagerie. Um, I want to find the name of the story because it's computing worth rocks. reading. Huh? No, no. I'm thinking about. So there was a story. You have that book around, don't you, Mike? Yes. You have yes. that book around, don't you? So there's a. Uh, there's a story in there that involves a uh, a crew of people that are checking out different human colonies that have been set up over there, like some millennia or something. But they're virtualized; they exist on a vert, like in their virtualized selves on this ship. So their biological process don't need to like use energy on the flight or whatever. And uh, they come up to a part. They come up to a planet that they know maybe is inhabited with people who. Uh, have m like modified their biology and their uh, mental structures to cast aside all like personal needs and like their their true identities are like locked away in their minds and they're just like like ants now and they just do whatever the hive mind tells them to do. Um, but they're like, not fully aware or not fully conscious. And thinking about that whole like. Uh, non it's like one way that some that could that like humanity humanity could go wrong in terms of like god slime and mm -hmm. it, we I kind of I, we already are there right like we all just do yeah, like factory. We walk around doing what the hive tells us to do yeah yeah there's like extent, a couple yes. of guys that get to like that that like get all the stuff and royal jelly and everybody else just like goes around being a worker yes we're already in like the techno capital, like hive mind. A god slime would break away from that and become like, uh, I hope, maybe become a, like a constant. A, rather than a phalanx, a, a phalanx. Uh, yeah, what is that? In the formation, it's like a that's like a V formation of fighters, I think. 
Um, like oh, if you're okay. a Roman legion, you got a, a or a hoplite, and you've got a spear and a, Danny's going to be so mad at me. I'm going to get this wrong. But Danny, if you get like a spear and a shield, you're all moving forward in a in a in a triangle formation. So one dude's at the front, and his spear is the mm-hmm. first one to engage. But then you're all coming right after him. And you're all and you can't run away, which is the other point of a phalanx. Is like is like the guys behind you are behind you with a spear. You can't just fucking turn around and run. You're all tight together, and you become this armored turtle with spikes. But then. That's kind yeah. of how we're approaching the future right now. It's like a few idiot leaders that ha- happen to be in the front and are just engaging with the future in whatever direction they see is right, and the rest of us are all having to follow them because the guy behind us will stab us if they, if, and let and yeah, what we what ideally we would want to be is. More you like ever the, been in a stampede? You um, ever been like in a crowd of people that was so tightly packed that you like literally can't move in the direction the crowd is not going and like kind of feel like maybe you're going to fall down and be trampled to death. Yeah, like it's hard to breathe and shit. Shit. Yeah. That's why I never leave my house. That shit. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. I don't know about phalanxes and shit like that, but I'm pretty sure the point of that is like you get two of those, you know, one stampeding mass of humans and another stampeding mass of humans. And you just push until, you know, people in the middle are all dead and somebody starts in the back, starts running. Like that's kind of how historical forces work, right? You can't help but move in a fucking direction and be such a way because you're in a place and you try to fucking resist it, whatever the fuck. And then the people in the yeah. back have no idea what the fuck is going on in the front, so they just keep pushing. Right, but it, but having a front is the problem. Like being because we're all aiming toward the one, like aiming, like following the these these one or two, uh, how many little patterns that. Uh, the, the whole there is no alternative thing. We're all following the one capitalist fucking like to- totalizer in this one direction that it can inevitably chug and in, and not recognizing the fact that there's like an infinite amount of fu- possible futures to spread out into where we not wasting our resources going in the one direction. So mm-hmm. instead of being a phalanx, I was saying like a god slime will will uh, will dissolve and become like um, like imminent, like an insurrection and thing. It's like just like at any time, you never know. They could ha- the fucking people could put on the vest they keep in the trunk, and now they're the other people. The um, you ever see a swarm of starlings? Mm-hmm. That is a good example of millions of things all coordinating. Starlings are not that smart. They're smart. They're smarter than pigeons, probably. Maybe yes. as smart. I don't know. They don't wear hats. Uh. Uh, I once raised a starling from like it was like a little fledgling. It was like in my house for some reason, and uh, uh, I raised it until it could fly and shit. That's adorable. Uh, I hate it. They're pretty stupid. I would say that cats are probably consistently smarter than birds. Probably not uh, corvids. Corvids are probably smarter than cats, but starlings, you know, they're not out there fucking editing Wikipedia and shit. But fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, I haven't checked all of the Wikipedia talk pages yet. There might be, but they can coordinate in real time. Millions of them all maintaining personal space in the sky as they move together really fast. Is what I guess I was getting. I saw that when I was out out in the rural um, areas around here, and that's like really impressive. Every time I see that, it's really impressive. And yeah, like each individual bird in that swarm is making these small decisions that produce this mass. This You have like the base, which is mm-hmm. the bird, 
and the space around it. And then you have the superstructure, which is the shape of bird cloud that they form. Well, it, all of that is on the, the, the process of that is known. That's like, there are only like a few behaviors that you need to have to become a swarming creature. That's part of the logic behind the whole like swarming rebellion type stuff that's been happening through from Occupy through Black Lives Matter through the in, uh, pipeline protests uh, of which there are currently some happening and you should go support them uh, on their and by their swag. Um, where the the swarming thing is like what is it? it's like follow the guy in front of you and stay a certain distance away from the people next to you and always try to move toward the center of the crowd. Um, and that keeps the crowd together. Free range. <laughs>